to kind of remind you. So I'm Carrie Little, smartgirlmedia.com. And if you go to smartgirlmedia.com, I do have, I pretty much put my classes there. And next week, not this week, I was going to go live this week um, where I opened up Zoom, where I would coach some of you. So I think I might limit it to like 25, maybe. We'll see. Let's see how many people we can get. It's easier with 25 because when you go over 25, it's hard for everybody to get their questions in. But we could test it because if I'm doing it pro bono, it doesn't matter if there's 100 people in the room. So I'm also Carrie Little, the designated managing broker of Caremark Realty Group. When I started selling real estate in 2001 and when I left the bigger box brokerage, I, I, you know, I never had to leave. I was good where I was, and to this day, I still love the company. They did a really good job with creating that corporate feel for me, and that's the biggest thing I miss. I miss the corporate feel, uh, the feeling, the, the camaraderie. But it, we're all working from home right now, although I do go to the office. I try to go to the office every day. So we're going to talk today about running a business like a business, and maybe one day in the future, I'll put makeup on, I'll blow dry my hair and all that great stuff. But this, this is the real me. <laughs> this is the real me. And I don't know how some of you get your makeup done every single day. Or you, you do your own. So, so I'm on page 140. If you haven't gotten the book, it's only 10 bucks. Um, give it to a new real estate agent. Doesn't matter what state you're in. And for those of you that don't know me, because I do have, I have leverage. Um, when I train offices, I, you know, I don't recruit other companies, agents, I, but I do get a lot of agents that where I don't train because they've never seen me. So those are the ones that, that I end up recruiting. All right. So running a business like a business, or you are now running a business. Now I'll say this, you got to take real estate seriously. I had a conversation with some, with a newer agent and the question was, is part-time. What do you think about part-time agents? This, here's my story. And so I started working with a builder in 97, part-time. I worked set Sunday after church. Hey, Lamont, see, I got you in here. I, I, Lamont, in a moment, if you don't disappear on me, I need you to put that quote in here in, that you had on your page about um, spending money you could be broker you can uh, yeah the one about the investors put that quote in the in 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 here so i can find it later or you might have to hold that thought because i do i do want to reference you so um and so i work part-time for a builder but working so now so i bought new construction in 97 i started working for the builder in july and closed until november i worked every sunday after church and then sometimes i would work on saturday I learned so much as a greeter, you could say. People would come in, they'd register, and um, if they had, they have a real estate agent, what should I do? I said, you should go get your real estate agent, have them come register you. So I learned, I learned so much from working from a, for a builder. So when I got licensed in 2001, um, I, I didn't know anything. I didn't know anything about the business, but I started part-time. So when someone says, Carrie, what do I think about part-time? Or when I get someone that calls me and says, what is, what is the culture of Caremark Realty Group for part-time? I say this, I work Monday through Friday from nine to five. And then anything after that is, it's a, it's a bonus. So I, Wednesday I had a coaching call at 7.15 PM for the agents in my office. 
I am often available on Saturdays and Sundays. But my expectation is, is that if you're a new agent and you work Monday through Friday, you get a real paycheck. Someone is telling you what to do every day. They give you a check on Friday. And then you leave and now, now you need help. It's not that I don't want to help you. I could be at dinner. I could be exhausted for the day. I could be riding my bike. I could be with family. We could, I could be, I'm, I've already worked. So that's why I created the culture of, I have almost everything you could learn from the multiple listing service, everything. And I said, when I say everything, sellers and buyers, tenants, I haven't even gotten to landlords yet. And then commercial is a different animal and I'm not quite sure how I want to handle that. Although I used to work in commercial. I always say you're going to have to be someone that is self-taught because when you get off work, the top producers, the full-time agents and the producers and me and Mark and I'm hiring, I said transaction manager, but he's really going to be a, an office manager, but he needs to pass the real estate exam first. I've got rules. I've got rules. So you have to be someone that is willing to learn and you can't wait to the last minute to contact me. I've done it before. And so I, and, and this didn't happen yesterday, but I have had um, an agent call me to get help on a listing and I knew it had to get published. And my rule is, is if you're a new agent, I turn off your ability to publish a listing. I didn't even know that was a thing. And I'm a contract trainer for Midwest Real Estate Data, RMLS. So if you're new, you cannot publish a listing. So that means I have to be available. Mark has to be available, and then we have um, an admin that has access to publish. But someone has to be able to publish. And at three o'clock on Saturday, no one is really available to publish because we're not working. So if you know you had a listing and you're part-time, you can't wait until Saturday. So I was down, in, I was about 10 minutes from downtown Chicago on a Saturday, um, maybe 15 or 20, depending on how fast you went with that 10 minutes. Because we think in Illinois, everything's 10 minutes away or in Chicago, but it's really not. So what I did was, is um, we were, I can't remember what we were doing. I said, okay, we got to go back home because I don't have my computer. And I always bring my computer, but there are times when I know I need to leave it at home. So I went back home, helped the agent. And then I said, okay, you need to check. Oh, you know what, Carrie? I'm with family right now. If you're listening to the podcast, I'm staring into the sky. I was like, oh, I'm, this is what I'm thinking. Now, I didn't call the agent out, but all I could think about was, is I told you, okay, I'm going to go back home. I'll grab my laptop and we'll work this out. We'll get it done. We'll get it published. Because you can't publish with errors. So now it becomes, I have to tell you exactly what to do and you don't learn anything because I had to tell you exactly what to do. And then after I tell you exactly what to do, you tell me that you were with family and I changed my day. So it, I know you guys got the, um, the old carry with that one. So it doesn't mean that I don't want to help you, but we have to think about time. So when I started in 2001, First of all, we have flip phones, if you know what those are, or if you're under the age of 30, maybe you've never, maybe you saw your parents with one, or if you're under the age of 25, we have flip phones. So, and we didn't have our managing brokers at the time, brokers. So back then it was broker and salesperson. Now we have the designated managing broker, the broker, 
the managing broker and the broker in Illinois. We, we really want to confuse you in Illinois. So, um, so we, I never called my managing broker on the weekend and I never called my managing broker after five. Didn't even think it was a thing. I didn't even think it was a thing. So what I say to agents that are part-time or some of the time, or some of you might feel like you're working your regular job full-time and real estate, I say, think about what you're doing. If you have a really hot buyer and you have to go out and show property and you're like, I think they're going to write an offer today, I would rather get a text that says, hey, Carrie, I'm showing properties today up until 7 p.m. I know it's going to be late. Can you block some time? Absolutely, I can. Absolutely, I can. To texting, I don't understand what you mean, Eric. I don't know what I said. I don't know what I said. So if you are part-time, it's okay. Can you do the business part-time? Yes, I did the business part-time. But whenever I could get someone to babysit the kids, and when I say part-time, I worked part-time for a nonprofit, local church, then I... Um, would wait for my husband to come home from work and then I would go to the office because we all had keys and my agents all have access to the office. They can go, to, look, you can spend the night probably because I have a cute couch and some chairs and rugs and our nice rug. You could probably spend the night there. We know, but you could. Um, so I got up, got dressed and went to work. And then I worked probably until 11 p.m. at night because I needed a paycheck. And when I tell you I needed a paycheck, I knew real estate was my way out of having to go to work Monday through Friday for someone to tell me what to do. Right, some of you need to look at some of the funny memes on social media. So, so let me say this. When I think back to my first year in real estate, no one told me to separate my commission check. I was told to buy something nice for my first deal. And I did, I still have that tennis bracelet. I'm not sure everybody should do that, but you have to know you. Um, in hindsight, that money should have been put into savings, but I still have that tennis bracelet. And I remember that transaction from beginning to end. Started July 1st, 2020. We had a listing within the first few days. Closed that puppy by July 31st, 2020. I mean, 20, 2001. So 2001. And, and this is when the splits were 50-50. Some of you get frustrated when we talk about commissions, but 100% of nothing is nothing. And 100% of no training is even worse because you're, what you're gonna spend money on are fines if you don't get trained, someone's spending money. You're gonna spend time trying to figure out how to figure it out, and then you're gonna spend, you're gonna spend money for training. Now, Marky Lemons and I have Real Estate Live. I also have another group called Smart Girl Media Live, we're toying with the idea of having an Illinois group or Northern Illinois group, but we have these free platforms, but we give you the what and the why, but we don't always tell you how, because we have agents that we have to manage. We give you enough information to keep you safe, but it doesn't always help. So again, hundred percent of nothing is nothing. Um, so I didn't know. I didn't know I should be putting money up. In real estate, I always had, um, until real estate, I always had a job. I never had to manage my taxes, advertising dollars, savings, or even fluctuating income. So every, every agent, I don't care if you're new, seasoned, coming back to the business, I just have, I have a new um, agent uh, at Caremark, and she's a managing broker, smart as a whip. So um, 
she came back to the business. And, and my guess is she probably has um, a business plan already. As a matter of fact, she does. She is one of the agents that was in new agent training with our local association. And the local association does something called the Pathways to Success. And every month there's at least 150, yesterday or Wednesday there were, or Thursday there were 160 agents um, in the training. And they tell you to take these classes, excuse me, and agents don't take them. That same day she had done a, all of her SMART goals, all of her SMART goals. And I was like, yep, this, she'll be all right. Some of you don't even know what that is. So, um, build, so you need a financial plan. Now, so if possible, if you're new or you're coming into the business, start business with money in the bank. That was not me. I did not start real estate with money in the bank. Thank God for my mom. I was 28-ish, I think, when I started. So when you're trend, and here's, here's a big one. When your transactions go under contract, do not pre-spend the money before you close. I watch. I watch, um, it, I mean, it's like, it's really like going, it's like playing the lottery and spending the money because you're gonna win tomorrow. You didn't, you didn't make the money yet. And we will pre-spend our money because we're living paycheck to paycheck when we didn't figure it out. Now that would be one of those scenarios where I would recommend if you do not have an income, if you are not willing to get up, get dressed, walk your neighborhoods, call your friends, call your family, post on social media, do video, if you are not aggressive enough to work from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. at night, you need a part-time job. You need sustainable income. Because in real estate, your first deal is going to come from the hustle. It is probably not gonna come because someone gave you a lead. Marky Lemons and I are going live about that later today. So you might wanna go to Real Estate Live. And if you're listening to the podcast, you could just come back and watch the replay. Um, so yes, do not spend the money when you go under contract. Don't spend it. And I have in new agents, my new agents, especially my new part-time agents, they're all getting the, the real training because they'll get um, scenarios like this. Hey, Carrie, I have a seller. The seller needs me to list the house because it's a short sale, but the seller already has a buyer and now they have to do all of the paperwork. Oh, and then we're not going to do dual agency. We're going to do notice of no agency. And how does all of this work? These are, these are the stories that I, I'm getting or the, what I'm hearing from agents when it comes to their first week or first month or their first deal in real estate. Or how about this? New agent gets all the way to closing. The lender denies the loan because it wasn't FHA approved, even with the spot approval. That owner, that new, well, not owner, the buyer that was supposed to close, how about this? You all truck full of stuff, can't move in. That, those are the calls I get as a managing broker. And you have to think about that. You got a buyer that's living in a truck. You've got a new real estate agent that's like, I'm not getting paid. Yeah, so don't pre-spend the money. And here's a big one. Separate your income. You, as a real estate agent, you, you're an entrepreneur. You are running a business like a business. You need to put up 30% for taxes. And if I could convince you to pay your taxes when they're due, 
not every year when you file your taxes, you will be better off than someone like me that I didn't know what I didn't know. That these were the fundamentals that no one told me when I started in real estate. And it's the simple things that hurt you later because then, and by the way, if you're on this call and you can't buy a house and you're a real estate agent and you can't buy a house, you can, this is, this is Lamont where I really wanted you to post that quote. Um, when you can't buy a house because you're cash poor, you spend all your money, you have the sharpest shoes, you have the nicest purses, right? Ladies, gentlemen, you have the nicest cars and you can't buy a car. Or how about this? Um, you can't buy a house. Um, so how about your real estate agent and your credit is jacked up? When I bought my first house in 2001, I had to write a lot of letters because no, I'm not blaming my mom because she never had to be told to pay her bill. She watched her parents. Now my mom is a single mom. There's two of us. My twin sister's on this live video now and, or she's watching. And she just said to me, I didn't think I had to tell you to pay your bills. I paid my bills. You should just pay your bills. But I didn't see it. So when I started getting credit cards, I would be late. I would pay it, but I would be late. And I didn't, no one told me that it impacts my credit. And does it mean I'm debt free today? Maybe, maybe not. But my point is, is if you can't buy a house, if you have, you know, your credit is blemished, right? It's jacked up. If it is, as a real estate agent, let me give, some of you are now, you're starting to hyperventilate. Get my book. Jump to this section, page 140. Flip the page and go to write and learn and say, Carrie said, get out of debt. I want you to write down every bill. I want you to write down the monthly payment and I want you to write the big payment down or the amount due. I really would prefer a Microsoft Excel spreadsheet or a Google sheet or numbers so you can see the real number. And then when you have a moment and you're like, whew, I have issues. You wrote it down, then you're go you you need to just sort and there everybody has their different strategies. I think you should knock out the lowest bill first because then you'll have something to celebrate. Some people say start with the highest interest rate. We all have different scenarios. So you probably need to go watch someone that's really good at this. But my point is is if you don't know where you are, you can't buy a house and you're listening to this, how can you run a business and you can't run your own house? That's not, yeah, I can't, yeah, you some, you guys, all, everybody should be hitting the heart. If you don't even know what their heart is, it's in the bottom right-hand corner, you, you need to hit the heart. Somebody hit the heart. So now I digress. Um, so that was, yeah, my number three. Number four, you need to become an expert on the market. When you understand the market, you will know when to adjust, how much you need to put into savings. And right now, the market is good. The market is good. So if the market is good, we tend to spend more money. So if you're, if you're a top producer, if you're producing enough to make a living and you're like, yeah, I think I can buy this. When the market is good, sometimes you need to take a second and look at what could happen next year. My prediction is we are going to start to see more short sales and foreclosures for everybody, the third one, for everyone that put their houses in forbearance and they can't get caught up because they didn't understand what the word forbearance meant. So as a real estate agent, and if you go back to when I was telling you, you need to always learn, 
right? There is no inbox in real estate. You should go take the short sale foreclosure class because it, it is going to happen. It is going to happen. I'm already having conversations with people that said, I put my property into forbearance because my job was supposed to come back and now they have laid everyone off. It's coming. So you need to watch the marketplace and you need to know when to save. When the market is good, I think you should save, 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 save. When the market is bad, I think every real estate agent should be able to buy real estate. I don't think we'll get back to 2009, 10, 11, and 12, but I do think you should be able to buy a house. And again, if you don't own a house, feel free. I'd be happy to help you in your real estate adventure to help you buy a house. And you're, you're, you can buy your own house. Um, but when I say write this down, use this as a way to write your story and your journey because your journey is going to help the next person. So when I tell you my story, I am really good with first time home buyers because I can make them relax. I can also help people with pre foreclosure and short sales. Why? Because in I think 2009 or seven, one of those, I couldn't pay my mortgage. And, uh, and even before I got my license, there was a point where I, was, I, had a, I had my second child and we were not making enough money the phone was ringing and my ex at the time wasn't answering the phone. We'll blame him, although I'm not really blaming him. I, um, I was like, you know what? I put the baby in on that boppy pillow on my lap, got a notebook and answered every creditor's call. So I had, so I could, I needed to get some relief. I was stressed out. And so when I knew where we were, I made an arrangement with everyone. I had peace. I had peace. That's my story when I couldn't pay my mortgage some years later, cause that was like 1999 when I was going through that. Um, was it 99? Oh, well, might've been a little earlier than that cause Lauren would have been, so maybe like 97. So in 99 and I, I mean in 2009 and I always paid my mortgage on time. I was like, I can't pay my mortgage. I was going through some things and I when and when, so when I work with someone that is in pre foreclosure, or they're in, they have to sell short, I tell them my story. I said, look, we've, many of us have been through things that you're about to go through. So let me tell you my story. And for one year, I didn't pay a mortgage. They put all of those payments on the rears and I was able to start paying my mortgage again and I was able to keep my house. And I tell people this because they don't know they have options. Do I want a paycheck when I go to a list of house? Absolutely I do. Will I always get a paycheck when I go to look at a property? No, because sometimes it's me doing the right thing and helping that homeowner stay in their house because they didn't know they had options. I'm not an attorney. I don't pretend to be one. I do happen to be a paralegal, but I can't practice that without an attorney. But I do understand it. People relate to you when you tell them the story. So if you're, again, if you're on here and you're going through, you're, you can't buy a house because you've never bought a house. Or let's say you can afford to buy a house, but you've never bought one. Write down your journey. Write it down so you can tell your story. People relate to you based on your story. So again, and call me. I'll talk you through it. I am confidential. If you are on this call and you're like, Carrie, I'm struggling. And I didn't think that I could handle this. Look, you tell me. I'll, I'll, I'll talk you through it been there, done that. That's why I was so, you know, we drive, I drive a luxury car because of my husband and Michael always says, Carrie, you need to tell people they can't do what I do. And he's really right. Um, all of our cars are paid off. 
we didn't go out and spend $60,000. If you knew what he paid, you would probably say, Mark, get me a car. But what people don't understand is that he has cars repaired and he knows guy that knows guy and he's willing to go get the parts. So and I said that to say, I'm really conservative. I would, I, if I could sell this house, live in a two bedroom condo, I would because I like to live beneath my means because I don't ever want to stress out about a payment, a mortgage payment or anything. Because my taxes, man, I could probably buy more house in Florida. They're like $1,000, I think, a month. Welcome to Illinois. Um, so, and, and here's my other tip. Start using financial software early. I wished I used QuickBooks back in 2001. I knew how to use it because I used to actually use QuickBooks for, at the church. I was a master at it. And in hindsight, I wish I had started right away because I was so good at the desktop top version of, of QuickBooks. So yes. Oh, your book's on the way? Great, thank you. So everybody else, get the book. So um, yeah, and get the software. Don't, it, it is worth whatever the 20 bucks a month is, 25 bucks a month. I think you might get a discount at Costco maybe. I'm not sure if they changed that. It, it is worth every penny. And if you are truly producing, it is worth hiring a bookkeeper. It is but you need to know just as much as the bookkeeper. My, uh, my next one is invest in yourself. Even when you become a top producer, always learn something new. You have to run a business like a business. Remember that business development is the key to your success. So I am in a mastermind group with other designated managing brokers from other states, a couple from Illinois. I think I need to go to uh, a warmer state today. Maybe not today, maybe in a few weeks. So I will, I am, uh, I pay, I, I've said this before, <clears throat> I'm in a, um, a month, I pay a monthly fee to be a part of a group where I learn, constantly learning. I am constantly taking classes, even though I'm an instructor, I am always learning and I will go learn outside of my industry. So even though um, I look, I try to look for classes on social media for real estate, the truth is, is I want to go learn from people that do social media outside of our, indus our industry because they might do it faster. And a lot of times, because the average age of a real estate agent is 54, because we're a little bit older, not all of you here watching, everybody's younger than me, maybe. We tend to delay learning because we need to make a paycheck. You have to learn. That's why when I talked about if you are um, at a company that doesn't, doesn't train you, you're paying for it. Because if you were, with my company, if you were with a brokerage that trained the agents in the office, you can soar so much faster. And what if you leave my company? Zig Ziglar said, um, it's better to train someone and lose them than to not train them at all. That's why I typically, you know, um, I think last week I said when the student is ready, the teacher appears, I'm, it is so true. When real estate agents are ready to learn, it is so much easier for me to teach you. When I have agents that complain, complain, and I don't mean my agents, when I'm in, the, in a room with other agents, when I'm, when I'm talking to agents and all I hear is, is, well, Carrie, it's not working for me like it's working for this other agent. Next week, when I talk about being your authentic you, thanks for the hearts, thanks for the hearts, um, you need to be you. So we're going to talk about how to build a business with being you. 
I watch everyone. I see the photo shoots. Do I need a photo shoot? Absolutely. Do I need to probably put on makeup? Absolutely. But this is truly who I am. Now, I'm not going to, it is rare that you are going to see me wearing tight leggings in a photo unless the shirt comes past my butt. It's, it's just not who I am. But some people think that's what's going to get them more likes. But you could be, you could have 10,000 likes and broke. You could be Instagram famous and broke. So would you rather be broke or would you rather have a paycheck? If you are not trained, if you're, if you're at a company that is 80-20, or if you're at a company that's 90-10, or if you're at a company that's 100% and they don't train you, you are getting hard knock life training. And if you think you're learning with every transaction, you're missing out on the camaraderie in an office. You're missing out on an opportunity to protect yourself because there are, my question would be, would be to agents that say, oh, I learn on every transaction. Do they tell you what your errors and omission covers? You have to run a business like a business. And I um, posted in my story last night of what my day was like. And I was like, man, I missed like six things. So here was the question that was posed to me as an owner. And so when we say run a business like a business, Carrie, I would like to go sit another agent's open house. Okay, great. Call one of the agents at the office. No, I would like to go sit a listing of another brokerage or maybe a builder. And I was like, I know we can't do this, but let me get the legal reason why. So I emailed the association, didn't get the legal reason why, but I did get that because of the listing marketing agreement, the company that has the property listed has the right to exclusively market the property. So if another agent from another company, doesn't matter what company says, oh yeah, you can sit the listing. Can it be done? It could be done, but here's what has to happen. The listing brokerage and the seller has to hold that agent harmless and my company harmless. So we have to sign documents because if you go sit that property, let me tell you what's going to happen. So we called our insurance agent and he was like, never heard this question before, but he did say your errors and omissions doesn't cover you at all. Not one bit, not one bit. So then he said, I have to call you back because I don't know the answer. And I was like, well, let's just say that our agent burned the house down. And he was like, well, based on what you said, your um, insurance wouldn't kick in, but the seller's home, the seller's insurance would kick in. I said, but wait a minute, my agent burned the house down. And he said, well, I'm just going to tell you based on this, everybody's getting sued. And he said, I'm not an attorney. And he said, I, I really need to call you back. And he, so he called, um, he called probably someone at his company. And he said, based on everything you're saying, if the property is owned, is, has a marketing agreement with someone else, he said, I need to, he, and he even thinks he needs to do more research. He said, based on that, your agent should not sit the property. He said, because everybody is getting sued if something happens. What if the agent, and it doesn't have to be a Caremark agent, but what if a Keller Williams agent went and set a listing for a Barry Warner listing, right? Or a Redfin agent and Ruttenberg and a Remax and a realty executive. So it doesn't have to be my company, but I think you get the point. Who is liable? We think, I just, I just want to go work with the top producer right now because they're going to give me leads. Or I want to go sit another agent's listing because I'm going to get the buyer leads. 
Now, it doesn't mean you won't sell, get a buyer from a listing. It really does happen. I never got one. And the day I did get one, it was someone that was looking in Wheaton and they ended up buying in Stickney, Illinois. And, and I've been doing this since 2001. So my point is, yeah, this right here, we could go on and on. So, so to get to my point, as a managing broker owner, when I don't know something, I have to constantly go find the answer. That is the same thing in real estate. So, and we could go back to when I first started in your part-time or some of the time. And I'm writing a blog post, I think I'll post it today on coach versus a mentor. And I've done it before, but this time I'm gonna talk about it. So smartgirlmedia.com. And then number seven, and listen, this is the basics. And I didn't really, I, I should tell you, you need a business plan. You need to write down your smart goals. You need a financial plan. And if you have no budget, write down my budget is zero because you're going to do a whole lot of walking, a whole lot of crawling, and a whole lot of marketing on social media because you have no budget. You have to write this down. And, and so let me, so when I say, when we talk about running a business like a business, I'm going to give you your strategy right now for 2021 because some of us didn't have a true producing year. But I have to say, we have, we have a, an extreme top producer in our office, Sheena, she might even be watching. But what I'm noticing is, is most of our agent have, agents have closed the deal, even the part-time agents. And if I have a part-time agent that hasn't closed the deal and you're watching, we should have a conversation. Because maybe that whatever you're doing is what you really want to do. So how can I get you to actually refer the people you know to someone else in the office so I can get your paycheck? All right, so here's 2021. So we said maybe no spring. Our spring hasn't happened for some of you. So number one, if I were to say, when is the best time to start marketing for the spring market? What, what month would you tell me that is? Type it in the feed. If you're listening to the podcast, I'm going to tell you what it is in a second. What month do you think is the best time to start marketing for 2021? Hey, Kenya. Hey, Sheena. So when is the best time to start marketing for 2021? I don't know if Tennessee Real Estate uh, Services. I might be older. Someone said November. I got one. Any other months, tell me. Someone said now. Someone else said now, give me a month. When is the, I want a month, I want an actual month. And I guess now would be August. So when, what month? Someone said December. And while you're thinking about this, cause I'm gonna help you with your answer. How many months does it take for someone to make a decision to work with you? when you do marketing. So how many months does it take for someone to get? Five to seven, five to seven months. So if that's the case, and in Illinois, we have a spring market. Some states, your climate is just not like ours. So if that's the case, and, mo and I know the data, if you um, are an agent that works in Naperville, Illinois, the best time to list is February because you don't have a lot of competition. But spring typically happens for us in March. And yes, Jillian, you are right. September. 
September is the best time to start marketing if you kind of fell off and you weren't marketing in the summer. So if, if September is the best time, hey dude, grandbaby came back. So if September is the, is the month, so you've got September, October, November, December, January, February, March, that's seven months. So if I could get you to start mailing today, you wanna say hi? Okay, you got, I got a few more minutes, so I'm getting the eye. I'm getting the evil eye. He's like, it's your turn because he wants to be today. So, so here, I'm going to give you basic strategy so for seven months. And let me, so one of my agents, I, you know, this, it makes me smile when someone is telling me what they're doing and, or, or tell, over telling me what's not working and what they're not doing. I, I want to know what's not working. And I want to know what you're not doing so I can try to get you back on track. But I had an agent, has only been back two weeks, has already done her bio, bio has already sent me photos, has already um, worked on her SMART goals, has already built out her goals for her first year back into real estate, has already done this. And I always tell every agent, go print, the, go print a data report and write a letter and then put it in the... Um, uh, put it, put them in doorknob bags. So you can go to Uline, you can go to Amazon, you know the story. They're across the street from each other. So what you can do is stuff, so what she did was she stuffed 100 bags in one to one community. And then she, Mark, turn that down. And then she went to another city um, on Saturday and walked to another 100 properties. How cool is that? So she was serious about getting up, getting dressed, and she's like, I need to make a paycheck so I don't have to go back to work. So your strategy is, in Illinois at least, before it gets cold, I need you to go to, so if you're thinking strategy, social media, I need you to create a post for social media. I need you to create a marketing piece that's gonna go to your neighborhoods. And then you're gonna place a Facebook ad. So if you can spend 10 bucks, great, create a 60 second video. And you might want to create seven 60-second videos so you can target people that are going to list and buy by the spring market. I just gave it to you. How many deals do you want? And when I, I say this all, probably all the time, some of you guys make me, some of y'all make me want to go back and sell real estate to prove that this works. And if you're an agent in my office, you should be sending handwritten note cards every single day to expires. There is, an, and, it's, and it's achievable. It doesn't hurt your pocketbooks because you're only probably doing one to maybe 10 a week because we're, all, we're not working the entire um, state of Illinois or the entire state of Tennessee or the entire state of Georgia. We want to say Atlanta, and most people want to call Illinois Chicago um, or Colorado or uh, Las Vegas, uh, Nevada, or SE, uh, or Arizona. We're not marketing the entire areas. We're only marketing a few. The hardest thing for real estate agents to do is to realize that they need to run a business like a business. You have to be your inbox, right, or Ohio. So before I end, I'll say this. Um... I want all of you to select your areas. Where do you want to get clients? Then I, if, depending on your multiple listing service, 
in my market, we can target rentals and turn them into buyers. So if you can do that, why not go and find a specific marketplace? So even if I were to log into my um, computer, and right now, if I were to log into my MLS, and then while I, and, and if I log into my MLS, if I were to look at a specific city, I can tell you how many potential buyers there are that used to be tenants. Pretty easy to do. If you don't know how to do that and you're in Illinois, go ask your managing broker to teach you. How about that? <laughs> Let's see if they even know because they don't go to class. So let's see. So I'll pick a random area. What's random? I'm going to go with Bolingbrook, Bolingbrook, Illinois. I hate to, I don't want to do the city of Chicago because I would have to do, I'd have to pick a neighborhood. Oh, you know what? I will in a moment. But here I'm picking Bolingbrook. Then, just to kind of give you an idea, people that where their lease is going to expire, so August, September, August, in November. So let's say November, today's the what, 27th, I think, so of last year. So then we're looking for people through today. So in Bolingbrook, from November of last year through today, oh, today's the 28th, there's 113 potential buyers. Do you guys even know how to find this stuff? I don't care what state you're in, 113 potential buyers. Remember, it takes five, seven times for someone to make a decision to work with you when they don't know you. So if you're only walking your neighborhoods once every other month, it could take you longer because they don't believe you yet. There is no consistency. This stuff really works. And I didn't mention your, your email marketing. I had someone that where I worked with them in 2010, just got a response back from them. Uh, I got a response from my monthly email. They're from New York. They still own a house here in Illinois. I helped them with their property back when I was at uh, Baird Warner. Who are they calling? The agent that keeps contacting them. Just like you go back to the same orthodontist, the same dentist, the same doctor, in most cases, people forget who you are because we don't remind them. So if I were to put in, oh, I'll go with Bucktown, just because if I can spell today, I need two hands to type. So in Bucktown, in the city of Chicago, the city of Chicago neighborhood, and I'll click on Bucktown. We have tenants to buyers. Two hundred forty-eight potential buyers in Bucktown. Hmm. So the next thing I would do is I would go in Bucktown and I would look for the lowest price property or what they were closing for. Then I'd go do the math to find out what that mortgage payment is. Once I know what that mortgage payment is, I'm going to go look for everyone that lives in that's renting in Bucktown to sell them a house at that price point. Did you know you could own your own home for the rent you're paying? There is no reason why you can't make a living in real estate 
the challenge is typically that you're not running a business like a business. You are, you are on Instagram, you are on Facebook, and you are watching everybody else trying to keep up with the Joneses. Please come and talk to me next week when I talk about being your authentic you. I'm quirky, nerdy, as my husband would say. I like technology. I love data. But if you, if all you're doing is watching, you are, you are stressing yourself out with the fear of missing out. And if you don't think we know you're watching us, let me tell you what you don't know. We know you're watching our stories because you all know we can see who watched the story. Great. <clears throat> Sometimes I just go watch stories to see how people are doing, to see if they're producing, just to make sure they're in compliance with license law. We all watch. I love watching other agents and to see what they're doing in marketing, but I don't have the fear of missing out. If I did, I would be dressing as sharp as a tack because Kiana Watson has probably 100,000 followers and she looks clean every day. Homegirl, gray hair, frizzy hair, I'm good. But I know that I can generate a lead. I am comfortable in my own skin. So if you don't think we know that you're, all you're doing is sitting on Instagram or how about HomeSnap? Because we can see that you're looking our numbers up on HomeSnap because we, most top producers spent the hundred bucks to do the HomeSnap Pro Plus. We know you're watching us because we see you take our marketing and try to duplicate it. If you are so caught up in looking at what everybody else is, is doing, what everyone else is doing, you are not running a business like a business. If you need a paycheck, get out of your head. Some of you need to go sell all your stuff to get the money to do the real estate business. You, you have to run your business. And, and if you're working three jobs and you just did real estate as a side hustle, It, you are realizing that real estate is not, it, it is hard to afford to be a side hustle. Do I think you can start part-time? Absolutely. I started part-time, but real estate, I was serious. Real estate was a serious business for me because I, and I said, when, when, when they say I want to do real estate so I can have freedom and work for myself, I will tell you, um, I did have freedom, but it was based on my schedule and my life. I only want, I only needed to do one deal a month. And if I did one deal every other month, or if I did five deals between um, March and June, that could cover me a little bit because I had little kids and I wanted to go home and I wanted to, I wanted to take my kids to the swimming pool every day if I could. I wanted to go to their sporting events. I wanted to show up at school. I wanted to volunteer at school. So I digress. You need to run a business like a business. So I hear, here's some other tips before I end. Um, Name check. I think it's N-A-M-E-C-K or C-H-K, Google name check. All of you need to go look to see if, um, if your name is available on social media. So, and I really think that you should be consistent along all platforms. So like Natasha is one of our agents and she has one unique broker. She should be one unique broker everywhere. But I actually think you are better if you brand yourself as your name because you are always searchable. Because one day you might decide, you know what? I don't want to be a real estate agent. I want to get into the instructing arena. And you built a, um, a brand around one unique broker. And now you want to be an instructor. And now you got to create a new brand. This is my opinion. 
you could do whatever makes sense, but think about the overall picture. People know you by your brand. So anyway, um, <clears throat> we said this, if you don't own a house and you're a real estate agent, you gotta fix that. And I said, you can personally DM me if your credit is jacked up and I'll give you the resources you need and we can talk it through. Um, let's see, I don't know if I wanna say this. Uh, oh, as, a, an, as an owner, as a person, as a designated managing broker, I actually care that my agents sell real estate. I actually care. So when I have, when, when, it, if an agent is constantly complaining, I'm like, Oh my gosh, what else can I do? And there are times when I have to call up people and I'm like, I feel like fraud. I feel like, am I underappreciated or do people not realize how much is in my head? I'm, I'm pretty conservative and I don't like to, I'm not, a, I can brag, but I really know what I'm doing. I've been doing this a long time. And, some, and we have a monthly fee, it's like 58 bucks a month, maybe $58.37 a month. And it is truly a break even. It really doesn't cover much. But I'm like, I go spend a hundred bucks a month to be in a workout group, to be in a social media group, so I can learn different things, so I can be in a, a meal plan group. I am in a mastermind group. I spend so much money a month to learn so I can bring it back to my agents. And I'm like, I'm thinking I don't know what else to do. So there are times when you might, like me, feel like a fraud. But I would say, because I actually care, and I actually do care that real estate agents do well, sometimes you gotta say it is what it is, and you gotta move on to help the people that wanna be helped. And then in addition to that, that's the same thing when you're running a business, you will have clients that will exhaust you. It's okay to fire them. And I'm just going to tell you this really good story. Uh, yeah, I, look, some, I'm telling you, I'm like, I feel like a fraud. And, and a lot of it has to do with how um, culture, a lot of it has to do, I remember not being promoted because I was female and black or minority. You should see my DNA. Maybe I'll post my, uh, well, I just got my ancestry back. Um, quite interesting. So, I didn't get promoted because of who I was and I didn't realize it because I'm older. So there are times when I, you know, you feel inadequate because people didn't treat you like what you know. So there are times when I go through a lot of the things you guys go through. Um, back to the 100%, when I say running a business like a business, if you are at a 100% company and you're paying a flat fee, it's really not 100%, you just, if that's what it feels like, um, you're gonna spend more money on training. So why not go do the splits over time and learn? And again, we might lose you, but we know you're trained. And so when you do work with an agent on the other end of my deals or our deals, you know you're, you're in good hands, or at least I know it because I trained you. Um, and then next week when, oh, so you know when I started talking about how we're, we watch other agents and we want to do what they do, and, I, and just watching, um, like Jillian is watching, and but what I know about Jillian is she's been doing, she's been in the investment arena a long time. So if you want to get into investing, you not, might not be able to do what she does overnight. Um, Sheena has a huge network, and she, trying to get Sheena, you know, you know, I want you to go live. So when she tells her story, I let her tell her whole story. But she comes from a family that had a network and liked to have events. 
So what's easy for her, you might not be able to do. I don't have to have an event. It is actually a lot of work for me. So next week when we talk about being your authentic you, you need to be you. And I have, um, I've had DMs from owners, new owners that want me to train their agents. They want me to help them recruit. I can tell you how to recruit. I can tell you how to get more agents. You got to get involved. You have to get involved in NAR, your local association, your state association. You need to go look at what RPAC means. Um, it's the Realtor Political um, Action Committee. It's a, we all donate to, for, um, in politics. We're like purple. We will support Republicans and Democrats, you know? And there are times when I have to turn off, you know, my hats on who they're giving money to, but it's because they support the real estate industry. I started training. So I started training for real estate in 2008. But I have been training people for years prior to that. I come from television. I, come, I used to edit television and I paid for a class uh, on Adobe because I have the entire Adobe suite, which is great because I, because I have the entire Adobe suite, I have Illustrator and Photoshop. The other night took me two hours to get back on. So I'm back. I have, I'm going to train my new transaction manager to use Adobe and Illustrator. Don't ask me to train you guys. I'm, I'm, go watch a YouTube video. I'm not there yet. I am not there. So just to quickly review and I'm done. I'm out. Number one, if you haven't bought the book, go to my bio. It's on Amazon, the new real estate agents um, uh, journey or journal. So you can start learning, taking notes. Number one, I need, you to, I need you to run the business like a business. You need to start managing your money well. I'd love for you to pay your taxes every quarter. Um, so make sure you're separating your funds. And I believe the magic number for taxes is about 30%. At least start there. If you don't own a house and you're a real estate agent, you need to own a house. It is what it is. And I do. I, if you've owned a house and you're back in the real estate industry and you don't own today, you've gone through the process. And if you've never owned a house, write down your journey in my journal. So when you do close, you can go talk about the process from that perspective. And when you do go buy your own house as a real estate agent, get another agent to help you. You will be emotional and you will not negotiate well. Unless you buy new construction, it is what it is. Become an expert on the marketplace so you, so you know when to adjust your money. Become an expert so you can predict. Start using financial software early. Invest in yourself. So remember, if you're at 100%, you need to go start paying for training. If you are a company that trains you, show up. Show up and show up like you want to be treated. Like, um, like when I watch some of these agents, I'm like, yeah, that's a luxury agent because they, they are, they're living the part. They are living the part of a luxury agent. So show up how you want to be treated, right? Dress for the check. Am I, maybe I'm not quite dressed for the check today. So dress, dress for the check. Um, hire an assistant when you get to the point when you need one. Yeah, I'm there. I am there. So go find the areas you want to market. I already told you the best time to start marketing for the, in the next year is in September. All of you should be working on marketing and you should have it in the mail, on social media, um, email marketing, video marketing everywhere.
by the second week of September. So your goal this weekend or next week is to write down, oops, I'm getting the countdown, is to write down what you wanna do for the next 12 months, and then I want you to get your marketing done for September, October, November, December, at least four months. If you can get two to three months done, at least it's done for September and October. But if I can get you to get three months done, the benefit is, is that by the time the holidays kick in, you already had some marketing done. So there you go, direct mail, email marketing, social media marketing, paid ad marketing on social media, um, and then I want you to walk your neighborhoods. Call all your friends and family and remind them that you are a real estate agent. Even if they don't hire you, maybe they'll refer a friend. So everyone, I don't really have time for questions. We're about to get the 59 second countdown. So if you do have questions, send them to me in my DM on Instagram. You can pretty much find me anywhere. And, um, so yeah, and join me next week, this time at 9 a.m. See you later. Go get the book.